0: meters bouncing so what's up long players welcome back to the long play listening party the show where we go deep on local music writing recording inspiration gear and whatever else sounds good to us i'm howie howard from mr furious records what's going on nate holt astralis music everything's uh going pretty well how's everything with you everything's all right and welcome back Till willis Yes. First cool. guest of 2023. Hey. I promised you like four months ago it would be you, hey. and I kept my promise.
1: <laughs> hey, I appreciate that.
0: How are you doing tonight, my friend?
1: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good.
0: Excellent. Well, you are here. Got everything. After
1: recording session last night for somebody else. So
0: yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. You're here with your new-ish record with Erratic Cowboy, Grinding of the Stars. And this is a louder record. I think there's a lot of, there's some fire in this record. Um, Some aggression. I mean, not like metal aggression, of course, but there's some real, uh, you really went for it on some of this stuff.
1: Um, Well, the funny thing is, is it was recorded at the same time as uh, the last erratic cowboy album, Dirt Flowers. Um, so okay. it's it's been done for you know since 2017. Um, and after putting out Dirt Flowers at the end of 2019, I wanted to release Grinding of the Stars in 2020, but um, we all know what happened there. So so this was been delayed. <laughs> and why
0: why now? What made it like the right yeah. moment?
1: Oh, it was the next one in the shoot, ready to come out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why. That's clear the logic. I guess well, that's
2: logical. Sure. Uh, were you <laughs> conscious of sort of uh, sonically uh, when you're choosing the songs to go on each record, or had you? I mean, did you know? Yeah. Um, how, how did you? I mean, and and then after you kind of put them together, I mean, were you aware of it before? Or did you did you kind of? notice
1: it after um the songs on dirt flowers they i usually pick songs that feel good together or sound cohesive yeah and so i had dirt flowers set there and then all these other songs came in that kind of lent themselves to being more of just showcasing the band as a trio which we were at the time it was before brad mckellop uh joined up with us and um so we were recording dirt flowers and said i want to do this other one and we i wanted it to sound very different okay um so dirt flowers we cut here in my studio at the house uh grinding of the stars was actually done in the loft of mm. austin sinclair's barn who plays drums with us and um I really focused all the songs on sounding as much like the trio sounded live at the time, um, which is why I didn't do a whole lot of guitar overdubs and things, and and instead tried to use some vocal textures where I normally would have just probably layered in things. Okay, cool.
0: That makes a lot of sense now that you explain a little about it. I'm glad you mentioned the barn too, because there's something on the Bandcamp page or something that mentioned it being recorded in a barn. Um, and yeah. it, do, it does have kind of a kind of a Neil Young uh, sort of thing.
1: Thanks, yeah. Um, but even concluding one of the tracks, uh, Seed and Root, which was um, I recorded the acoustic guitar and vocals in one of the silos. Nice. And yeah. so all the reverb and stuff on there is just from a mic that was run way up high in the in the silo. We'll
0: have to let's tell that story again when we get there. That's track number 8. But uh why don't, do you guys mind? Let's go ahead and listen to some music. I'm going to play the opener, Be Driven. Okay. And uh, I'm going to follow it up pretty quickly. Since this is a it's a real short opener, I'm going to follow it up pretty quickly with uh, White Lacquer Skin.
1: Sure. Not sure. From or if you could call it a road I'm not sure if I wanna walk or be driven, be driven, be driven Not sure So
0: twenty seventeen, I mean that doesn't sound like that long ago but that's six years now kind of yeah say that again Till I'm sorry I'm not sure it got captured
1: oh yeah I was just uh, saying in some ways it does feel like a long time ago in some ways it doesn't I was having to be to get reacquainted with the songs um, once we got back together and started playing them and uh, it was interesting having that much time between them mm-hmm. you know you're reconnecting with emotions and things that were had kind of been settled Um, it's led to a lot of new perspective on the songs overall.
0: And you have been playing quite a few shows lately, it seems like.
1: Yeah, um, you know, with the band, we're about out there once a month or something, so...
2: so I'd ask, uh, you know, are you intentionally, uh, you know, trying to make sure you're out there once a month, or?
1: Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like that's a, It's pretty good. We used to play even more shows, um, but now it seems about once a month is kind of what we can get together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and,
2: and I know that you play, you know, different
1: places are you you try to branch out a little bit or like how do you well you know I play a lot of places you know solo uh, all the time and that's that's just easier but getting the band out I mean it it gets rough you know lots of people are in other bands or have kids and those kind of commitments and everything and so uh, that's a little tougher we 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 used to do more now i feel like we're kind of you know we'll hit up Topeka or saint joe or something and um for whatever reason we haven't done kansas city in a while but we are going to be doing a big out of town thing in june so that'll be fun and we
0: talked do you want to say anything about that guitar solo that's a hell of a guitar solo
1: oh thanks man um you know one time i was doing that the solo on white lacquer skin out and there's a bit where i use a metal file on the on the strings and afterwards this 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 kid came up to me and he's like man that was cool did you make that up and i said oh i was like do you know who sonic youth is he said no i was like okay then i made that up (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: it must not be man i'd be i'd be worried about the finish on my guitar
1: (laughs) i i don't do it on on the nicer ones or ones i've made um that's right a squire a squire telecaster that's like well (laughs) it's got some deep grooves in the pit guard from that file
0: yeah you could file you could file a squire good instruments (laughs) but yeah you could you could you could try oh, yeah. one.
1: Oh, yeah. Nobody's
0: right, going to complain about it. <laughs> I'm going to play Snakes, and it's the song title reminded me of a story you told a uh, previous – I think the first time you were on the podcast um, about something about a little snake crawling up your pant leg or something.
1: Mm, yeah, I think it was Oh, right. yeah, that's this – was, this was written before that incident. But, yeah, that was when we were – um discussing the uh, the Willis Selvage album that uh, he and I yes. did oh yeah yes yeah. Uh, yeah. The song was fire, snakes and booze then oh
0: with your oh. <laughs> <is not advantage laughs> cause
1: gone, so is your life. Snakes understand every
0: So you kind of talked about this earlier, and but maybe I want you to get more specific, like, revisiting and relearning these songs five, six years after you recorded them, and obviously they had to be written before that point, like, what, is there one that felt different or you found a different emotion in it that jumps out or like, not necessarily snakes, but any one of them?
1: So, um... My only sibling, my brother, uh, died New Year's early, early morning hours of the first day of 2015 and uh, there were songs on this album that I knew were directly related to some kind of complicated uh, feelings. Upon coming back to the album recently, I realized that it's just about every single song on the record. Um, when we recorded yeah. it, I probably would have said there are two or three that are very specifically about him or my relationship or those kind of feelings that get complicated when somebody dies. Um, but now I would just about say it's almost the entire album. Um deals with that in some way and I, I just didn't I didn't think that in 2017 but I, I can now see that in uh, 2023 sure absolutely man man
2: I, it, uh, I, I just kind of noticed just you know uh, listening to to your albums you know like there's always a um, a little bit of a Springsteen vibe and then like this one uh, kind of is a little Eddie Vedder-ish, I guess, like Pearl Jam-ish. Just, mm. I, I don't like that's. I don't know, I, I that's kind of what I, I'm getting from it. I, I, it Interesting, it just, it's me, but I, I I'm just always uh, 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 really uh, pleased uh, for uh, by how some of you know just. It feels like there's a nod to it, but I mean, it's, I mean, I know it's you, but like well, uh, I, some of the and it's, uh, tones or, or the, you know, melodic things that you,
1: you do. Sure. Um, I, I've never been the biggest Pearl Jam fan. I, I like some, oddly enough, just in the last month I woke up one day and decided to start listening to yield and, um, yeah. <laughs> was like rediscovering that. Um, I think sometimes when people hear things in my music that maybe not necessarily somebody that inspired me, but I was inspired by a lot of similar people yeah. to somebody like Eddie Vetter you know yeah yeah um so yeah well I
2: mean he was uh yeah he was a, he was a storyteller and and you and oh, yeah.
1: you are too you know and well, he's a he's you know like me he's a huge springsteen and tom petty fan and which makes
2: (laughs) makes perfect sense so yeah
0: um but yeah and even see and if you'd asked me to pull an influence out of that one i would have gone more back to the soul kind of influence maybe with the backing vocals and everything so sure you do one of the things you do really well till is is integrate all that stuff and it's never we only mention it it's fun to talk about and have those reference points sure, but it's it's very much you i mean we're not trying we're not taking anything away from
1: oh no no not at all there are, there are times when i will i feel like it's almost like leaving a breadcrumb trail like deliberately put in some little nugget of something that to me, totally sounds like what I'm referencing. I don't want to be overt about it, but I'll, if people pick up on that, that's kind of cool. I'm kind of leaving a little breadcrumb trail. I once did a, a a thing and I had the bass player play this 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 lick that to me sounded like a Motown thing, and not mm-hmm. that it was a Motown song at all. But uh, so yeah, I like it when people pick up on, on little things like that.
0: It's, yeah, and it's yeah. not like you just said; it's not necessarily in the song writing, but it could be in the production. And I mean. Exactly. Whenever you're producing a recording, of course, we're all constantly being like, oh, could you make this like a little bit more like a Motown thing? Or could you make it a little yeah. bit more like a Apex Twin thing? Or, you know, I mean, sure. Nate, when we were when we were um, I don't have specific ones in mind, but like when we were working on our record, I'm sure we were referencing specific artists all the time saying, like, oh, could you do a little overdub that's a little bit like this?
2: I'd say so. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of emails about that, so we should
0: find Yeah, yeah we we'll go back and look them up. Maybe I'll I mean find that, one for the show notes. That'd be cool.
1: That It's things like that I always found so fascinating about all the albums I loved uh, coming up when I would pick up on something that seemed like a little hidden message that, oh, if you get this reference, you know. Mm-hmm. that uh that was made by whoever you know or if you knew a specific sample that was used and went oh i've got that weird record right over here or something you know yeah it was, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just kind of a cool connection to have with with any artist you're listening to if you like specifically
0: on the samples i've been uh on a deep dive on this youtube channel lately called um digging the Greats, i think okay it, it's it's and he does hip hop and samples and uh, recreates like he's amazing at recreating beats and he'll go find the two or three or four original samples and remake a whole beat and it sounds very close to the wow to the original but he's uh that's this cool. dude is Nas's live bassist oh wow that's awesome so he's he has his whole other background and he's not like just a fan he's that's he's an art. I mean, an artist and a yeah. sure a, a really high profile artist in his own way. Like he's not Nas, but he's playing in Nas's band. So
1: sure, there's a there's a song on the the Guided by Voices album, Half Smiles of the Decomposed, that samples this little bit of this preacher just having giving this apocalyptic sermon and. uh, I have that record. I found it at a thrift store.
0: Oh like, like, well, wow! This is
1: a weird thing. It's called the mm-hmm. it's called the coming persecution. I bought it for twenty five cents. That's <laughs> thinking, wild. Well, Maybe wow. a laugh sometime. Put it on and listen to it once, and immediately it was like, "Oh wow, well, that's that little clip in the intro that was used on that GBV record, know you know, that. things like that." But I,
0: you know. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that. Oh, that's out. Crazy. that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool.
1: You know, this one I I, I I wrote it on an acoustic in uh like this open G with a drop C tuning and I had recently gotten a, a baritone guitar and I was like, you know, I really don't want to have to switch guitars too much uh, to tune them. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, I can do this song on the baritone perfectly. And then, so we brought that in, and uh, it's the guitar I'm using there. And I thought of this one as being a little like television as far as making references to this. Yeah,
2: it's a little jangly. Yeah. Uh, I like that, you know, that verb cut on it and uh, the, the tremolo. is that, that tremolo and verb, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the background of this one, you can hear there's like this little, it almost sounds like a wind chime, little bell sounds. And uh, yeah, Austin had given me this trunk of stuff that was once owned by some uh, old street performer here in Lawrence. And there's like some weird old cymbals, like some old <laughs> clackers and this weird bit of like, it's like two hand cut metal pipes that has a little handmade little base that was used for the, the bells and that that were in this old street performer's trunk
2: and I bet there'd be you could take some cool pictures of some of that stuff <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh and speaking of uh, like just a little aside man your uh, your artwork is fantastic too.
1: Today. oh thanks man, man thanks. it's
2: like there's some, some of those that I just I'm like, yeah I, I I'm I just. Thanks, man. I Wanted to say that, man.
1: I wanted to tell you there there. I enjoy all of them. Thank you. I, I, it's it's another just extension of my compulsion to be creative all the time. Uh, uh, that brings me the artwork on the cover for Grinding of the Stars. Sure. Is a photo from my my hometown of Uray, Colorado, that was taken by my good friend uh, David Huddleston, um, and I saw that picture back in 2015 or something, and just immediately was like, at some point I've got to use that for an album cover, and I contacted him, and you know he he sent me a copy, and, it, and then it just fit this album perfectly.
0: Yeah. Alright, so I got like three related things to say. I'm not sure what order to go into, but that was another great guitar solo. Did That's you fixed. do this did you do the solos live with the band? Like as part of that whole yeah. trio? Wow. Yeah. That's great. So okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more bit of reference chasing, but I wanna come back to the artwork too. So it's so funny and I definitely get the television thing on like the instrumental kind of theme to this song. But like just to show the diversity, like on all the vocal parts, where I want to go is Otis Redding. Ah, so completely different element, kind of, kind of to bring in. That's cool. Um,
1: and then back okay. to vocal. Go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was no, you go ahead. Vocally, vocally for me and lyrically, uh, it felt a little like an Elvis Costello song when I was writing it. Okay
0: i feel like for you and me both i mean elvis costello kind of goes without saying almost (laughs) um but yeah so artwork so i gotta get
2: an extra like uh you know organ or yeah right something in there
1: sure or fisa something
0: um i i think i told you till but if not forgive me um the album that royce and i did that you did the artwork for finally sure. came out like a month ago oh, a
1: awesome yeah yeah yeah.
0: If I, if I haven't sent it to you let me know or just say right now and i'll make sure and send you a, a, the folder
1: yeah no uh you did you did i've listened to okay it. it's awesome man
0: it's awesome. okay great and then also but still i still owe you a mastering session which was our partner sure. for that work so
1: so don't let I'll, me forget we'll we'll get that worked out <laughs> okay Awesome. Well, I'm gonna yeah, play.
2: I'm gonna play some organ for you at some point?
1: Yeah, I know. We got to figure out uh, a, a time to to get you over to play some keys on this, some of these new songs we've been recording. Another barn album, but this time instead of being in the loft, we we've been recording down just in the rehearsal area.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, unless we, yeah, we uh, we don't have to talk about that right now. But yes,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> so yeah. Let's let's get. Um,
0: find a find a time
2: to do
0: that yeah that yeah. sounds exciting all right well we're gonna I'm gonna play <laughs> cold hum and that will uh, that will take us to the halfway point sure and uh, yeah we'll be back oh, we'll keep talking we'll talk after cold hum of course and then we'll be back next week listeners with uh, side B of grinding of the stars available which band camp site is this on till what's the exact address?
1: it's it's all this tillwillis.bandcamp.com or through my website tillwillis.net
0: perfect and we will link to both in the show notes here's cold hump
1: The start of the story, the start this was a song that when we recorded, it would have been one of the two I said was directly about, you know, my brother's death. Um, and it was it was the hardest one to get to a point where I could sing it, you know, without being emotional and the kind of like getting choked up. Um so I didn't even pitch it to the band for quite a while because it took me a few months to get to the point where I could <laughs> just get through it to show them the whole song.
0: Yeah. Man, I feel you. I've got and I'm glad you circle back to the topic because I've written a bunch of songs about my sister over the years. Uh many since she died, some uh, she died of colon cancer, some during her diagnosis, some way before that. It it wasn't... That's not what started the songs, right? Like, I always... No. uh, They were always in there, but uh, but yeah, I've got one that I've never sung after I recorded it. I did five takes, broke down after the last take, and haven't sung it
1: since. You know... It becomes more cathartic um, the more times you do it. Just like any song, the more you do it, the kind of more removed you get from it. But uh, there's a Beach Boys reference. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, this song has now taken on a whole other life of its own uh, as we've reinterpreted it uh, as a live song. And it is uh, way more kind of emotionally a- aggressive and, and goes totally just down into a kind of noise jam at the end that it's been, cl- we've been closing sets with it.
0: I like that. Cause it pulls you in with that hook. I mean, it's a, it's a simple but super catchy little guitar lick that starts Thanks. every cycle, kind of, you know. I
1: love you, I you, I-
0: you have a great band. Let's talk. I mean, tell us about your band a little bit. Oh, I
1: was just about to say that's uh, Eric Binkley on the on the bass. There, he's been. He's been part of Erratic Cowboys since since we got together, formed it. Uh that's in which we celebrated ten years as a band last spring. So coming up on eleven years now. And that's well.
2: That's
1: yeah, you know. A pretty good milestone. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, and then Austin Sinkler on drums. He's been with us uh, since two thousand fifteen. Sixteen, um, and then Brad McKellup joined us in 2019, uh, and that's that's been fun too because it's allowed for some nice guitar interplay. Um, we're just different enough and just similar enough that uh, we can bounce off each other pretty well guitar wise, and I like trading solos with him and stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Brad, which leads Brad, up to- Brad. has a lot of uh, very cool oh. and um, you know, kind of uh, left field stuff, uh, which I think is is a you know, it just, it just well adds more uh, dimension uh, to the songs, I think. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he's, he's oh totally got a lot, lot of taste too. It's not just he's a master. of texture. Around, yeah he's not just messing around with with no. stuff he's he's got a lot of intention and and I you
1: know um yeah he's very very tasteful I love the way he plays well and and I you know I've known all about his playing since you know he recorded his first Jasper EP with me and uh I love his songwriting too I wish he would do more of that <laughs> does he write for erratic Cowboy? No, no. Um, we actually, before uh, the whole pandemic set in, we had as a band worked up an entire set of Brad's songs because we all love them. And mm-hmm. we were like, oh, this will be great. Then, if somebody wants us to put another band on the bill, we'll just say, Bradley McKellop is opening the show. We'll be your backing band. You know, then we can take a break and you and I'll just switch places. And, you know, we'll just be a whole package and a lot of fun. Uh, but no, uh, this is an interesting point about grinding of the stars. He said, Brad doesn't play on it. Uh, it's before he joined the band, but in some ways I kind of thought grinding of the stars might be the last erratic cowboy album. Like that might be it for the band. And then, uh, you know, it, Brad joins the band. It, it kind of changed the dynamic and and what we could do. And I loved what he was contributing to the arrangements of the songs live. And so, oh, well, now we've, we've got to do an album that has Brad on there. So, last so, spring yeah. we we started this new album where we're currently working on, and um, that's been great. Kind of arranging things to have another guitar player you know, in the band and that's fun. Awesome.
0: Well, that's a great place to uh, wrap it up for this week. I think guest Till Willis album grinding of the stars available at tillwillis.bandcamp.com and lots of other places all linked in the show notes. We'll be back next week with side two on the long play listening party. Later, everybody.
1: See ya.